Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast, where our mission is to provide woodworking education for all levels and all types of woodworkers. To find out more about the Modern Woodworkers Association, visit us on the web at modernwoodworkersassociation.com or follow us on Twitter at MWA underscore national. Now to our host, Tom Iovino, Diami Palatki, and yours truly, Chris Adkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this, the 62nd edition of the Modern Woodworkers Association online discussion about all things woodworking. This episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast is sponsored by the Gorilla Glue Company for the toughest jobs on planet Earth. Hey, wait a second. What? That's a, hold on for a second. Wait, what did wait, I just read? Back up. Back, back up. up. Okay. I guess there's news we have to break to our listeners. Mom, are you, are you sitting down? <laughs> She's ready, Tom. Good. We have to break the news to my mom. Okay, because she's the only listener outside of the three of us. That's right. We are proud, pleased to announce that we have signed an agreement to bring on Gorilla Glue as a sponsor for the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. Round of applause, please, everybody. Yay! Believe it or not, we managed to dupe some people into believing we actually knew what we were talking about. Oh, man. What a mistake. <laughs> Boy, these, these, we, we, you, you really suckered them good, didn't you, Chris? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're in for a wild ride, I'll tell you, because, you know, we're going to do some stuff, uh, with the Gorilla Glue Company. Um, and, and there's going to be some wild things happening. And, um, we're hoping that, you know, it will actually sound better. They may actually use the money, uh, that they're giving us for the sponsorship to get professional talent behind the yeah. microphone. <laughs> Which, which, would be, which would definitely be a step in the right direction for this group. So this is our last podcast the three of us will be on. And, uh, uh, yeah, something like that. I, you're I kidding. They're just, they're just going to take our equipment away from us and be like the real professionals. And we'll be good to go from there. No, but thank you very much, Gorilla Glue, for listening and, and for everybody who listens, and including Mom. Yeah. Um, thank you very much. This, this wouldn't be possible without your support throughout the, the years we've been doing this. And, um, and, and we're hoping that this, uh, this agreement, uh, leads us to some pretty interesting and cool things. So yeah, yeah we've, we've got here. some exciting stuff that we're going to be talking about soon. Just some, um, you know, some, some different, um, different things that we're going to be coming out with, uh, in conjunction with, with Gorilla Glue. So, uh, make sure you stay tuned because, um, we've got and, some cool and, stuff coming up. And can, and can I, can I use the word? Can I use the word giveaways? Prizes. Ah. There will be, there will be, there will be prizes. Contest. Contest. All that fun stuff. And goodies to get. So we're looking forward to that. That's definitely what we're looking forward to. But we're here and I want to introduce my partners in crime who you probably know already. Uh, from Long Island, New York, Diami. How you doing? Diami Plaki. I'm just dandy, Tom. I am, I'm, I'm very excited to bring on Gorilla Glue. I think that, that they're going to let us do a lot of interesting things with, with listeners and viewers, uh, beyond the fact that we're going to increase our recording capacity. Um, they're just going to give us what we need to, to really participate in the community a bit more. And I think that should be very rewarding for everybody. Outstanding. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And, and our, and our friend from Hotlanta, Georgia, which actually isn't so hot this time of the year anymore. No, it's nice and cool. Chris Atkins. Hi. How's it going, hey. Tom? I'm doing, doing fine. Now, Rumor has it also that this is also another monumental podcast because from what I understand, Chris, you were actually able to get out to your shop <laughs> and do some woodworking for the I have, uh, months. Is that, is that right? Oh, yeah. I have been slammed as, as anyone that's listened to the podcast knows, um, for, for months now. So, um, I finally, uh, finished up, uh, one of the big projects I was working on and still planning on another. So, uh, so definitely, uh, not 
not completely stopped, but uh, things have slowed down a little bit. And so, yeah, I've, I've actually had a little bit of time in the shop. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I took on one of those projects that I shouldn't have taken on. Um, there was yeah. um, <laughs> it was it was basically for for a house some rafter tails uh, that um, the guy had asked me to do these rafter tails, and you know he I thought he was talking maybe you know. 20 rafter tails or something like that. Um, and so they were basically four by six, um, about two feet long. And then they were cut on the pitch of the roof with a, a radius cut out on the bottom of them. Um, when I, I procrastinated and actually getting started on the thing. So by the time I actually got started, I was too late for me to back out of it. And when I, <laughs> once I got the real count, there were 61 rafter tails to do. And nice. so, ah. so I, of course, you know, in my procrastination, I also waited too late to get um, lumber that was already plain, so it was all rough on. So I had to plane all of it and join <laughs> it. And... <laughs> what kind of lumber did you use? Well, luckily it was only cedar, so it was soft. But still, at the same time, you know, I okay. I had to plane every piece down, you know, join it down, um, and uh, it it was rather amusing because um, my wife, uh, as good a sport as she is, she. Uh, she came out in the shop to help me plane everything. And, you know, I just, I don't use my planer that much. So, you know, dust collection is just not something I worry that much about. Um, so there's no dust collection on it. So my wife was on the other end of the planer and this thing, you know, she's got on a, a respirator. She's got goggles on. She's got gloves on. And, and she's thinking to herself, why on earth do you spend so much time out here? It's nasty. In right. here. And she's wearing flip flops <laughs> by about halfway through. Maybe she's she's buried up to her knees and shaven. The woman's a saint. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> so it was uh, it was very amusing. She handled it very well. And uh, I think she actually had kind of fun with it. So. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So they they actually turned out really nice. So it, they they turned out nice, and uh, I'll actually post a picture. Um, I need to go down there probably this weekend and take a look at um, and take some pictures of them installed on the on the house. So nice, that's um, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was a fun little project to get in the shop, and it was also, of course, it left my shop in a complete disaster. So, mm -hmm. um, so this past weekend, I grabbed my three year old and said, "Hey, come, let's go outside in the shop for a while." And she actually spent like half the day out there with me cleaning the shop up with, and uh, was actually a big help. So, so that was nice. fun. So we, we played in the shop. Yeah. And then, uh, and I actually started another little project, uh, doing like a desk organizer. So that's one that I'll be doing some pictures and, you know, maybe a little bit of videos and stuff on. So you'll be seeing more on that stuff, um, before too much longer. Awesome. Well, yeah. it's good to have you back in the shop producing again. Yeah, it's 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 actually um, nice. I had some other commitments and stuff that I've kind of been doing, and part of it, and uh, and me doing the other stuff is I I said I'm going to start rewarding myself once a week, um, you know, as long as I do my others to make sure I spend, and my reward is to spend at least an hour in the shop. So so I'm I'm forcing myself to get back in there <laughs> and, and take the time to spend some time in the shop. Yeah, we we got to make sure you actually do uh, do do actually uh, you know some stuff there because otherwise we're gonna have to kick you off the woodworking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't do woodworking, you really shouldn't be on the podcast. Chris, well, but... I walk through my shop every well, okay, single day. Okay. So, 
we're getting worried there for a second. It's like oh. we're gonna have to have an intervention or something. <laughs> oh, it was it was terrible for a while. I mean, I was working so many hours. Just um, the shop was just something that I just saw passing through every once in a while. Nice. Mm. Now, Diami, you've been busy in the shop though. You you're you're like a madman out there in the shop. Uh, at times. The past past weekend, I finally got some some time out in the shop. Um. I have deadlines now, so, you know, deadlines will always make me spend time out there and get stuff done. Um, yeah, nothing like a deadline to get you motivated, right? No, no. Um, and the immediate deadline is uh, next Tuesday, the 28th or 29th, something like that, is yeah. October's pack for the Cub Scout pack my three sons are in. And um, I'm now a den leader for the Tiger Den. And for Halloween, every group need every den needs to have an activity for all the pack, all the scouts to participate in. So it was going around all these different activities, and this is the thing that I have no interest in. I'm sorry. I like I like plenty of the scouting. I'm happy to do it, but setting up an activity for 50 little boys is not my idea of a good good Tuesday night. Um, but regardless, I stepped up and I made a, a cornhole board from scratch. Nice. Um, yeah, I looked up. Uh, Bartiki Lamar had a post about one he did a while ago, and I asked him, you know, where do you get plans? And he sent me to a place that had plans, and then I reduced the plans by like a third. Mine is a bit smaller than I don't know what you call it regulation. Mine is smaller than the one on the, on the plans that he did, but mm-hmm. it'll be fine for a bunch of little kids. Um, and it, it's, it's very simple. It's one board with a couple of stretchers underneath it to stiffen it up, and these legs that fold down. And I got a picture in the show notes that. I didn't take, think to take any pictures after it was done being assembled, but I've got a picture of the show notes that show it in process of being assembled. Nice. You guys going to say you're, you're kind of missing something in the picture. Yeah, there. it's missing the hole. I did actually cut a hole in it. It's going to be kind of hard to get, a, to get a ringer on that one. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not going to work there. Come on, kids, try it. Keep trying. Keep, keep trying, um, kids. Yeah. Throw it harder. Yeah, so, so I got that. And then um, I've also finished the assembly of the two funeral chairs I'm making. Okay. Um, so they need to be done by November 7th. It's set up the Long Island Worker Show. And uh, I actually managed to find four different things that I built this year that I'm going to be able to display. And one of them is going to be one of these. Um, so I have to actually finish the chair by then. So it's one of two projects I have to finish <laughs> by then. Um, nice. So I managed to get them assembled. Yeah, deadlines are good. I made a terrible mistake assembling them. Is Well, I was going to ask you, um, didn't you have a little issue? Yeah. I, so they're the chairs out of Tom Fidgen's second book, which is The Unplugged Woodshop, I think is the name of the book. Yeah, um, he was on episode 50, maybe, to discuss it. I think it was – no, no, 50 is uh, – he was on – on an earlier episode of, back, of this podcast, yes. I had a right. great conversation with us that I highly recommend. Yep. Um, yeah. yep. um, so in the book, he has the chair. He calls a funeral chair, probably popular in funeral homes near where he lives. Um, that's not really the point. But he talks about pre-finishing everything. You assemble it. And I was very intrigued by that. But he all his with traditional mortise tenant. I did all mine with dominoes. That shouldn't make that big a difference, I think, in terms of the pre-finishing. But um, my finishing regimen is going to be two coats of a half-pound shellac dyed blue and then three coats of armor seal. And I could have done all that, but I was nervous about getting glue on the blue. And I just, as I was assembling them, I figured it's going to be harder to, to finish after they're assembled, but easier to assemble before they're finished. And I opted to go that way. And I, I could find that I, I made a mistake, but I, st- I started to go that way. So the way these 
because they're folding chairs and the front leg runs up diagonally from the front and transitions into the back of the chair. It's the long one. And then the rear leg comes up to the seat and it, it fits under the seat. So you have to do, or at least I did, three different glue ups of trapping pieces over each other. As you glue the two legs, the two front legs to the stretcher, you have to have the seat captured between them. And when you glue the two rear legs to their stretchers, you have to have the seat and the front legs captured between them, the, the way the chairs fit together. So one of the first glue-ups I did was I took one leg, the bottom stretcher, and the seat back and glued it to that leg to make like a C that then I could put the seat in the middle and the second leg on the other side and, and capture it together. Well, when I was sanding seat backs, I thought I had sanded off all the markings. I had, I had pre-done all my joinery while they were square, and then I sanded them and rounded them afterwards. So mm-hmm. I thought I'd sanded off all the marks. So I'm looking at the way my domino holes line up and I fit them as I think is proper and I glue them together. And then the next day I'm looking at it and I realize on one of the ends, I see a mark labeled to the back and it's pointing to at the front. So I'm looking like this, like, oh, damn it. So I take one and I throw it in the vise and I take, I have a Veritas, um, it's not a Veritas, it's a Lee Valley dovetail saw, which has, it's a pull saw with no set on the teeth. So I set that against the leg and I start cutting through the two dominoes to get back off. In doing that, I did some damage to the side of the leg um, and a little bit of damage to the back, but I actually had a spare back because I made three of them just to, p- to play with and to shape and, and to have an extra. So I used my spare back, but I didn't have a spare leg. So my leg's got this scoop in it. And then I, I come to realize that, you know what? I, while I put them on backwards, it actually works better than if I put them on forwards because I did some shaping to the legs after the joinery. It just worked out better that way. So I take my spare back and I glue it back onto the leg um, exactly as it was ori- as I had done originally. So I didn't have to cut the damn thing open. But when all that's said and done, I've now got this little scoop where the saw marks were that I sanded out and it's no longer a tight joint. Hmm. So um, because I'm dyeing them blue, I was able to take epoxy, add some blue dye to the epoxy, and then I was able to fill in that that void and sand off the epoxy. And if you look at the picture in the show notes, you'll see one of the seats has some epoxy marks on the seat. And that's because the nature of the timber strand, when I glue it together, there are some sections where there's an open grain on it. And I filled in those little pockets with the blue epoxy as long as I had the blue epoxy. Right. Um, so that's where I stand. At this point, I have a teeny little bit of sand do and then they're ready to be dyed so um i'm hoping that saturday i have to go up to my cousin's again i'm hoping before i leave saturday morning that i've got the first coat of blue dye on them so that's that's what's been going on in my shop it has been busy what's going on in your shop tom well gosh i am um, you know after the long hot summer i uh, i kind of stepped into a couple things one of the yeah one of the things that's happening at work is um i was i was told that i would be eligible for a promotion but one of the conditions of the promotion was I had to start dressing a little bit more professionally. Apparently, boots and cargo pants every day to work, you know, wasn't really what, you know, what they were looking for. Um, so one of the things I had to do was, you know, invest in a nice couple of pairs of dress shoes. Well, of course, when you invest in dress shoes, what, what do you have to do to them? You have to shine them. And I didn't have a shine box. Now, of course, you know, everybody and their cousin brings up that line in Goodfellas about the shine box and all that other stuff. Um, but what's funny is I, I saw a, uh, I saw an old Esquire Footman Deluxe, um, shine box that really looked cool. It has a step at the top, which doubles as a handle and you could put your foot on that. And then the bottom mm-hmm. is open. It's kind of like an open bin. 
and you could put the 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 shine tins in there, the the polish tins in there, and also your brushes and everything. And and I, I love the idea, so I figured why not build one? And I kind of got a piece of butternut that I'd been you know kind of keeping in the shop here, and uh, it was already planed down and edged and everything. And I just said, well, why not put it together? So I slammed it together, and it, it was one of those true weekend projects. Um, by Sunday night, I had a coat, uh, I had four or five coats of a uh, of a uh, lacquer on it. Okay. And I and I and I had and I had my my shoe shine kit ready and I was shining shoes on Sunday night out of my nice. kit so it was awesome but of course you know when you shine your shoes then you have to store them properly right so um, <laughs> I, I I I and that's the next thing so I I didn't have a shoe rack in my in my in my uh, closet um, so what I did was I I had a couple of pieces of uh, fur that somebody uh, Douglas fur that a friend had in her in her house for shelves and she just given them to me. And really nice straight grain stuff, really tight grain stuff. And um, so I ripped them all down and I built myself a shoe rack, uh, which was kind of a kind of a you know little open kind of grid design. And uh, this way now I can put my shoes there. So once I shine them up, I can I can put them someplace and, and keep them safe. So the the shine will last a little longer and it'll 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 look pretty. So, right, so that's what I was doing. It was all about shoe. It was all about my sartorial looks. All right, so my question is, is you, you've built the shoe um, shine box and, and the shoe rack. Can, can you shine the shoes right, though? Um, I, since I never was in the service, I, I, I don't know if I am, but I know my dad uh, was a Lance Corporal in the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. and, and one of the things he did was, was made damn sure that we learned how to shine shoes the proper way. So Perfect. According to the Lance Corporal, I meet the specs. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I was concerned about your your techniques. You may have to uh, send me a little video there just to so I can uh, watch. Pass inspection. That's right. Just just just, just so you know, a couple things. The uh, the the Lance (laughs) said I couldn't drive until I learned how to change a tire, and he said I couldn't you know go look for a job until I actually learned how to shine shoes. So those are the two things I had to. uh, Those are two things I had to learn. Well, at least he didn't say you couldn't wear shoes until you learned how to shine. Yeah, no? yeah, that would have been the next thing. <laughs> yeah, and apparently he never made you learn math. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, math is again not my strong suit, but you know, but hey, it's all good. I mean, you know, I can shine the shoes; they look all pretty, and nice. uh, and and it's nice because now it's like you know, ooh, you know, I'll go buy myself a real high end uh, shoe polish brush. And I'm like, what am I thinking? I gotta go buy wood or tools or something like that. Here I am thinking, oh, a nice shine brush would be nice. So I gotta figure out what I'm gonna be doing with that. I, I don't know. It's, it's my new hobby. You, you, when you see my next pull, my next blog, Tom Shinebox, it'll be great. You'll, you'll, you'll learn all about it. I, I'm telling you, I enjoy shining my shoes. I, when I when I sit down and go through and shine all my shoes, I I actually enjoy it. It's kind of relaxing. So uh, yeah. yeah. You kind of put on the, you know, you put on the iPad, you know, the That's iPod, right. you've got the music in the background, yep. you, know, you kind of zone out there. It, 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 I got to admit, and it look, look like a million dollars. Yeah. It look like well, a million dollars when it's done. At least like forty nine ninety five or something. Yeah, so they were $59.95. They were, they were, they were floor shops. <laughs> they were nice. So. <laughs> okay. So we have uh, some blog posts that peaked our, uh, but, but before we get to those, we have a message from our sponsor. I think it's time we play it. Don't you think, Chris? Yeah. Let's play it. This podcast is sponsored by the Gorilla Glue Company. With a full line of tough adhesives, tapes, and more, Gorilla can help you fix, build, or repair just about anything. Visit GorillaTough.com to learn more. Gorilla, for the toughest jobs on planet Earth. And we're back. All right. <laughs> okay, so now we've been going around the uh, the, the blog post that piqued our interest. Um, uh, we have some new sites from some old favorites. Uh, Diana, you're up first, right? Yeah. Um... Dave Knopf's 
I'm going to butcher his last name. Nafts, Nafts, Nafts. Dave Nafts. Easy, right? Yeah, is back. And I am as giddy as a schoolgirl. Uh, for nice. anybody who doesn't know Dave Nafts, Dave Nafts was the uh, the sole person behind the Modern Woodshop uh, podcast. Which oh, I, that's right. That's that podcast that you've always talked about. and It, it is good. I went back and listened it, to it. It is my absolute favorite woodworking podcast. Um, yeah, that was a good podcast. I started listening to it. I started listening to it at about episode 51 and I think he ended at episode 54, something like that. Like I went back. Yeah. I went back and listened to all of them certainly, but it, it ended right about the time I started listening. So, um, it just, Dave's insights are wonderful. He's rather philosophical about it and kind of looks at the big picture of the online community and woodworking as a whole. Um, and I just, I, I love the way he approaches woodworking. So he's not doing a podcast, uh, though, Dave, we're definitely going to drag you on here at some point and have you on yes. as a guest. But he's not doing a podcast now. He's just doing a blog. And the blog is at lessordinary.net. Um, and he's already told, said it's got three posts out as of now. Uh, one introducing the site, one on a desk he's making for his daughter, and one called the Theoretical Woodworker, which is the October 20th site. And the Theoretical Woodworker, that type of post is why Dave is so interesting. Um, it's a philosophical post about woodworking and the community and people who talk about woodworking rather than do woodworking and about how he put his head down and didn't talk about woodworking for a few years and actually made a whole bunch of stuff when he took time off from the community. Um, and just want to, Dave, welcome back to the community. We've missed you. Um, don't burn yourself out again. Post as infrequently as you want. We don't need a weekly update as you were doing with Modern Woodshop. Just build and share and let's talk about it. And everyone should go check out lessordinary.net because Dave's conversations are fantastic. Sweet. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. And so um, the next one that we, we have is uh, a good friend of the Modern Woodworker Association, uh, Vic Teslin. Yes, um, one of our yeah. favorite Canadians. One of our favorite Canadians. And, um, Vic, Vic is, um, uh, you know, phenomenal woodworker, um, you know, just a, just a great guy. So, uh, he, terrific follow. He runs the, he does a lot of work. Well, he works for Lee Valley. Right. I know he does some phenomenal work with them in house, but he also, I believe he runs their, their group that goes to the different woodworking shows. So if you've been to the woodworking shows or woodworking in America, you, you usually see Vic there. Vic's the, yeah. the big friendly guy in the booth. Yeah, and he's also uh, does a lot of their product development, so he kind of works works close with with that end of it too. So uh, uh, great guy. So um, he's got uh, he's he's actually had a blog for a while, but he actually just renamed it to uh, to Min minimalist woodworker. So it's uh, uh, minimalistwoodworker dot com, um, and he changed the name of that based on um, he's he's actually coming out with a book. And the book, uh, it seems, I think, the title of the book is going to be Mentalist Woodworker also, and that's going to be with uh, Springhouse Press. So uh, we're nice. really excited to uh, to see that coming out and, you know, and um, seeing more information stuff coming out from Vic. So if, um, if that's Vic exciting. Is, if Vic is as funny in, in writing as he is in person, it's going to be a treat. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. It's going to be a treat. That's right. Yeah, he's a great guy. So definitely yeah. go to um, 
go check out the site and uh, and keep an eye out. I'm not sure exactly when the book's going to be coming out, but uh, I know that he did announce it on his site that uh, that he was going to be doing a book there with Springhouse. So uh, keep an eye out for yeah, it. Yeah, and even without the book, he's he's posting there around once a week, once every two weeks. So he's pretty he's pretty consistent in keeping his posts up. So nice. um, while I'm sure he'll he'll talk about when the book's coming out, it's worthwhile following him at, at minimalistwoodworker.com. Yep. So we're definitely going to have to have him on to talk more about that. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. All Maybe right. soon. And, and sooner than later, we hope. <laughs> right. And then there's and, old, some old posts from some new favorites or something along those lines, right? Something along those lines. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess I'll start out with that one. Is uh, Julian Combe is um, another good friend of the Modern Border Work Association. And, uh, you know, he's um, actually when we were out in Pasadena. He was out there with us uh, kind of really helping out um, a couple of years ago. So um, really good guy. Um and he built a federal card table that was just phenomenal. And uh, it ended up in the uh, Reader's Gallery of Fine Woodworking. So, nice. um, yeah, make sure we'll put a link in there to uh, to that so you can definitely come in there and check it out. But it's pretty awesome. It's a great table. I remember when we met him at Fine Woodworking Live, He was, I think he yeah. was just getting started on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And it, it came out absolutely gorgeous. And you can actually go to Julian has a, a blog also, and it's uh, julianmcomb.net uh, forward slash blog, and that's J U L I E N L E C O M T E dot net. So make sure you go yeah. check out him also. Definitely, we got that. We got them in the show notes too, by the way. So right, yeah. Um, next post is by Todd Clippinger, and uh, he's another. These are well. These are all friends of the Modern Woodwork Association. Todd, <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute, aren't these all? <laughs> Todd, on an early episode, great talk. Todd is living the life of a worker and home improvement contractor. And just this is every minute of his 16-hour with woodworking. It's fantastic. Um, and he has older post back at com is Tom's is Todd's blog and this was a dust collection update um he was kind of the inspiration for the bastardized dust collector I'm in the process of building I cannibalized a dust boy and I'm fitting it with a super uh, super dust deputy from Oneida and reworking the whole thing and Todd did that to his I think originally almost a year ago um and he had another post, another video talking about um, how it's working over the past year and some slight adjustments he's made and about how he's just really pleased with the performance of it. So this just got me excited. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we definitely want to check that out. And we have and we have the link and we have the link in, our, in the show notes, too. To, so, so, Todd, you know, definitely we have the link to the dust collector update. So without a doubt. And uh, another one of the friends of, uh, of, the, of, the, of the MWA, um, uh, actually uh, a legend in, in the online woodworking world, uh, Matt, uh, Matt Vanderlist from Matt Space Workshop, now has a Patreon account. Um, so if you, uh, again, a patron, you know, as, as the traditional meaning of the word is, is somebody who, who supports an artist. And Matt has set this up through, uh, through the online service Patreon. And, um, you know, so it, it's one of those things where if you sign up, um, you can get updates from Matt uh, on different projects he's working on, different things he's doing. So he's got different levels of, uh, you know, uh, I think he's got the chortle level and the whoopee level and all this other stuff. So <laughs> it, it's kind of funny. And you can um, you can jump in there. And um, and so, you know, again, Matt's doing a lot of really good stuff. Um, he's been around forever. He's been a fixture in, in the online woodworking the, the community. The father. The father himself. So without a doubt, uh, 
you know, just just def, definitely take a look. Um, we've got the link in our show notes, but it's you can get that from MattSpaceMentWorkshop.com. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, we've had a chance to take a look at uh, some of the um, <clears throat> some of the patron you, you know newsletter and stuff that he's doing and phenomenal stuff. So uh, yeah, definitely get in there and check that out. And Matt's really, I mean, he's going behind the scenes and stuff. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. it's really cool stuff. So you know, the kind of thing where you want to, you know, you know, and and, and believe me, it's not you know, just throwing money to him so he can go have himself a big party. This is actually he's putting it into his online content, really beefing that up, especially when the people are supporting him. So you know, without a doubt, I mean, this is something you know you definitely want to be part of. Um, and also, we got approached by a guy by the name of Adam Ohm. Um, and he created this dovetail square. We've got a link in the show notes, AmericanCraftWoodworks.com. He created a dovetail uh, square, really beautiful looking piece of, a, of tooling. And it's it's the kind of thing where we're always excited when people build their own tools. And, um, you know, they, they kind of share everything with us. Um, so, again, you know, just check that out. That's at AmericanCraftWoodworks.com and slash dovetail square. Um, goings on in the MWA, um, we know that, um, uh, and I know that the army's been cutting in and out, so I'm going to kind of, going to kind of, you're going to skip right through me. Oh, I was, cause you were cutting it. Let's, let's try it. The army. All Here's right. Um, coming up on November 8th and 9th is the Long Island Woodworker Show. And, and we got the Village Fairgrounds in Old Bethpage, New York. Okay. The Old Bethpage Village Fairgrounds. And um, you can check it out at www.liwoodworkers.org. And Diami may even be there, so he won't cut in and out of what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be, it'll be a wonderful time to speak to him in complete sentences and have him complete his thought <laughs> for you. You can see why we're happy to have Gorilla Glue on, because maybe it could update he, somewhere. He else doesn't always speak in, uh, in He's He's in, going in on code. right now. He's just continuing. So that, that that's that's fine. Um, next um, Next May... Um, in Des Moines, Iowa, the 14th or the 17th, I believe, is the weekend. Um, the uh, the folks at Wood Magazine are going to be hosting their Weekend with Wood, their annual uh, big uh, summit woodworking event. Um, I, I have this is you know it, I keep telling them you know you're holding it at the wrong time of the year for me. They keep inviting me, but it's but it's always right just before hurricane season begins, and I'm at my busiest. Um, but the people who have been say this is an incredible event. I mean, they really just throw the doors open to the wood shops. All the editors, you know, guys like Jim Heavey are there. I mean, just the, just all the folks who really just make Wood Magazine tick are all there. You can take a look at their shops, their their whole outfit. I understand they're really planning now a lot more for the uh, post event activities. Um, so you know, they're, they're, I know there's a, there's a local brew pubs in Des Moines. It's actually becoming a shaking little city there. Um, so you know, it's a, it's an opportunity to get out and, t- and take a look at that. And I know there's been a lot of people who've gone to that in the past who've really loved it. Mark uh, Spagnuolo taught there last year. Yeah, he did. And, um, and Matt's gone in the years past. Matt mm-hmm. Vanderlist and some others. So you know, definitely if you get a chance, check that one out. It's in the spring in Des Moines, so I'm sure it's got to be a lot better than being in the winter in Des Moines. <laughs> right. So <laughs> that's why I spent guys, winters in Florida. You guys suck too. Oh, uh, he's, he's can... out. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and so, so next we've got uh, Woodworking in America, um, which is not too long ago. We just got back from Woodworking in America. Yeah, it seems like we were just there. I know. It seems like we were just there. But um, they, Megan has already started releasing some uh, some information on Woodworking in America for next year for Pop Wood Working Magazine. So, uh, what, what magazine? Pop Wood Making Magazine. <laughs> 
Popular woodworking magazine. Yeah, popular I'm getting, Megan I'm magazine. Getting, I'm getting tongue tied over here. <laughs> You're just so excited because it's going to be in September again. It's yeah, it will be in October. Again. So there will really be cryptic messages, from what I understand. Yeah, I really wish it was in October again. But, I uh, think that's the common sentiment. Um, but it was announced um, that it's going to be September the 25th to the 27th. Um, and the city is still yet to be announced. GBA, but yes. But Megan keeps giving some hints and stuff. Um, so if you would like to try to figure it out yourself, uh, we'll, we'll have a link in the show notes that you can go. Uh, but you can go to the uh, Popular Woodworking uh, blog. And Megan keeps releasing little tidbits of information uh, based on city facts and things like that to see if we can all take a guess. But um, I think she just likes messing with us. So we are anxious to hear where it's going to be next year. Nice. Mm. And also something else that's coming up this year. Um, you know, one of the things that we were doing since we are now partnering with uh, with Gorilla Glue. Last year, I had done the um, on, my, on Tom's workbench. I had done the last minute Elf uh, uh, project, and we had gotten some giveaways and some and so we had some you know some entries and things like that. This year, we're go uh, we're, we're turning it over to the uh, making it an MW, uh, Modern Woodworkers Association event. Now who's stumbling along it's there, It's me. Tom. I'm sorry. And um, what we're doing is we're going to be doing that, but we're also going to be having, you know, with, with now we have sponsorship, um, you know, we're, we're going to try to get some uh, some more giveaways and we'll have some more details as we get a little closer on that. But it is already late October and it's going to be the first week, uh, the first full week of December. So it's now's a good time if you are planning on building something. Uh, for the for the holidays, if you have a quick gift idea, something you can knock out pretty pretty rapidly, um, now's the start time to start thinking about putting this together. Next time, the next time we get together, we'll be talking more about it. That's right. Yeah, it truly will to... be a last minute elf. You will yep. be a last minute elf. It's all it's all good. Don't worry about it. And of course, if you want to start a chapter, just drop us an email. Remember, existing clubs and guilds can also become part of the Modern Woodworkers Association. We're interested to see where this will end up next. Now, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the amazing part. I was going to see where you're going with that. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, we're 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 roughly right around there. So um, so what we're going to do is again with our big news with with the Gorilla Glue Company, we're we're, we're very excited to announce that, and um, we're looking forward to you know actually keeping Diami on the podcast for most of the time next time. Hello, so that'll be awesome. And, right. then, um, and and we'll and we'll have and we'll have a, a woodworking guest. So we're we're still lining that person up. We we believe we have that person close to committing, but once we do have that person, we'll we'll let you know. Problem is every time we mention the name of the podcast, they drop out. Seriously, right. they, they run fleeing for the hills. If, if they we keep can, uh, Ebola. That's right. Yes. <laughs> if we can convince, we've got a we've got a good lineup coming here for the next couple of months. So uh, yeah. make sure you stay okay. tuned. So we're gonna have to use the, uh, the the chloroform and the rag and the and the and the ropes in the trunk of the car to get them there. So so right. we'll do that. That seems to be our plan. Um, and that because because. Mom's getting tired and she has to go to bed. That just about wraps it up for the show. <laughs> uh, if you're missing us already, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. Once you're subscribed, you'll be sure to never miss another exciting, thrilling episode. While you're on iTunes, please leave us a five-star rating, even if you don't believe we deserve one. It helps our rank so others can more easily find us. If you want to learn more about the Modern Woodworkers Association, be sure to visit modernwoodworkersassociation.com, follow the MWA on Twitter at MWA underscore national, like the MWA on Facebook, or circle Modern Woodworkers Association on Google+. 
While you're there, join the MWA Google Plus community for project sharing, discussion, and loads of woodworking banter. All right, so until next time, I am Chris Adkins of High Rock Woodworking, and you can find me on Twitter at HighRockWW and all those other internet places. I am Diami Plaki of PenultimateWoodshop.com, and I am just Diami on Ello. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the resident shop monkey, which is only appropriate for a show sponsored by Gorilla Glow. Uh, Tom's Workbench, uh, Tom Iovino of Tom'sWorkbench.com, and you can find me at Tom's Workbench on Twitter. Until we see you again, or you hear from us again, we wish you all happy sawdust. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>